<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. We are back for the 2022 season. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman. Uh, today we are previewing our 100-day countdown for the eighth season um, in a row, TJ, we've done the 100-day countdown to kickoff to get ready for the IU football season. Uh, it's one of our favorite things uh, favorite things to do, especially in the summer. Uh, you kick it off right around Memorial Day. Uh, ours starts tomorrow on Tuesday, May 24th, uh, on day 101, actually, uh, since we changed it up a little bit with the addition of number zero uh, to the jersey pool. Um, it's 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 been a long time uh, since we've been able to talk football. Spring practice is closed, and all of those things. But before we get into it, TJ, a word from our friends over at Colorcast. Uh, Colorcast is a live audio-only sports talk platform. All you need to do is download the Colorcast app free in the iOS App Store, create a po- profile, link your Twitter, and join whichever league or group uh, you're in. Uh, and come with your spiciest takes. Again, that's ColorCast. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All right, TJ, let's get into let's get into it. We're going to start. We'll give um, about five items each, what we're looking forward to in the 2022 season. If you don't know, IU kicks off on Friday night, September, tw- uh, September 2nd at home against the Illinois Fighting Illini. IU's coming off a 2-10 and ten season, uh, 0 and 9 in the Big Ten. So it is uh, vital that Tom Allen and his crew get off to a fast start. Um, it, it's If they could get off to a fast start, a, a bowl game should be or could be uh, in their future. If not, uh, it could be another long season uh, for Hoosier fans, and who knows uh, what will happen after that. I I don't even want to think about it right now. It's 102 days out from kickoff, so let's, let's start with some positives. TJ, what is the number one thing you are looking forward to in the 2022 Indiana football season? I, I think when you're looking for positives after a 2-10 season, it's that the bottom did fall out and it, it was not kind of a, Oh, we, we muddled through it. Let's figure some things out in the off season. I, I think the the year going the way that it did absolutely forced a change and forced multiple changes primarily on the offensive side of the ball. There were changes on defense as well, for sure, but the offensive side of the ball largely completely overhauled coaching staff, um, part of that was due to departures by position coaches. Part of that was due to uh, Tom Allen, you know, knowing this has to change. So I think my number one thing is a new offense with offensive coordinator Walt Bell and a basically 
uh, a new skill position set of players. Uh, when you think about the guys that are coming in, your top two running backs, uh, potentially, I mean, Sean Shivers, I think it's going to be the starter. And I think that you probably are going to have his primary backup be Josh Henderson. Uh, that would be my guess as of right now. Um, those are two additions via transfer portal. Um, at receiver, Emory Simmons, Cam Camper. Um, uh, trying to think of the other receiver that's – those are the two transfers. DJ Matthews, that's the guy. Uh, coming back from injury, so that's kind of an addition, right? We didn't get to see much of him last year, but what we did see was very promising. Um, and then freshmen that are coming in as well in uh, Jalen Lucas, who's going to play some running back and, and probably you'll position him in kind of an H-back or a slot role as well. Uh, and then another freshman that's coming in uh, that I think – Cameron Perry that is possibly going to see some time on special teams due to his dynamic ability with the ball, uh, maybe some slot receiver early on. And then quarterback, uh, another addition. I there. forgot Omar Cooper. I did. Omar Cooper, freshman coming in as well. Yeah. Uh, it's a long list of guys that have been added to the skill positions for offense to a new system for Walt Bell. Um, so I think you're going to see, New players, you're also going to see players that have been here before being utilized differently and hopefully being utilized better. Uh, guys like A.J. Barner, we hope, utilized better. Um, so I, I think that there's a level of uncertainty, but I think it's fair to have a level of cautious optimism uh, that this offense can figure some things out due to all the change in personnel and look, the bar is low. Uh, the bar is low for them to exceed what was there last year, which is, you know, one of the worst offenses we've seen in Indiana in in basically modern times. Um, so I, that's the number one thing I'm looking forward to. And I, I said this in our, our group text thread a while ago, watching an offense that does not make me hate football. Uh, that would be a big positive. And I am excited to see what Walt Bell is able to do and what this new offensive staff is able to do with, with the full off season and, and some new personnel. Yeah. Um, I think there's 39 new players coming in. Uh, 20 of them were in for spring practice. So that's, you know, you had, that's almost uh, a fourth of, you know, 40% uh, of your team yeah. is new. You have a lot of new coaches on the coaching staff. So this team that went two and 10 last year is going to look a lot different uh, than this team this year. I think the number one thing that I'm excited about TJ, it, it's the, that first game of the season. Uh, we've been hammering this since I, uh, since the season ended last year. Um, you know, the opponent changed from Northwestern to, uh, to Illinois, uh, but the stakes stay the same. It is a winnable home game. I think the opening line was IU minus three. Uh, it's a Friday night game. Uh, I think that the students should be out in full force. Uh, it's a holiday weekend. Uh, I know some people are going to complain, well, it's Friday, it's high school football day and all that stuff. Um, but it is, it's a night game in September. 
against a conference opponent. Uh, that's a winnable conference game at home uh, with the what should be a blank slate to start the year. Um, I expect a big crowd. Uh, we'll see what time that game kicks off. It hasn't been announced yet and what channel it is, it is on. But the stakes for this game, um, I would say, are higher than the stakes were for that Ohio State game to open the season. Uh, now, the, the buzz might not be there uh, because it is Illinois. But I think the stakes for Tom Allen and this program are a lot higher now in this game than they were uh, against Ohio State. Because if you get off to win this, this schedule, uh, TJ, looking at it, uh, it is very backloaded. Um, and you have some win- a lot of winnable games uh, early. You, you get this one, and you would assume that you're going to beat Idaho and Western Kentucky at home before going to Cincinnati uh, and Nebraska, and then you get uh, Michigan at home and Maryland at home, uh, and then you go to Rutgers. The, the last four games of the season are a doozy. You have Penn State at home, at Ohio State, at Michigan State, uh, and Purdue at home. Um, so it's important that they get off to a hot start, and that starts on, on September 2nd. And that's what I'm looking forward to. It's Friday night. Tailgating should be fun. The knock on wood, the weather's good uh, and things like that. So that's the number one thing uh, that I am looking forward to this is that opener. It's something that, you know, you hate to say you've been looking forward to it since the middle of last year. Um, But especially since, you know, when the gun sounded in West Lafayette, you just wanted to turn that page and, and head to another uh, another season. Uh, TJ, what's number two on your list? Having Tom Allen back calling plays on defense and seeing if he can, uh, with you know, as I mentioned, some some new defensive coaches, some new defensive personnel as well. Changes were not exclusive to the offense. Uh, several defensive players were brought in that are going to have an impact. They're going to have a chance at least. Uh, They'll be given an opportunity to have an impact, but Tom Allen back calling plays for the defense. I'm uh, very optimistic about what that could mean for how fun it is to watch IU's defense uh, and for the the performance level of that defense. Um, I, I think that Tom Allen is a very, very good defensive play caller, uh, good enough that I do think he has a positive impact on the outcome of a game. That's not to say that, oh, if Tom Allen's calling plays on defense, they're going to go 10-2. and Not what I'm saying, but I do think that Tom Allen will be an upgrade over the person that they had calling plays last year, Charlton Warren. I think he will be an upgrade uh, at that particular spot and I think that they've upgraded the overall depth and personnel level uh, on the defense with the additions they had through the transfer portal and in the freshman class uh, guys like Desan McCullough um, and then up front I mean you're adding a lot of beef in with Darius Cox and Patrick Lucas transferred from Ole Miss Uh, you're adding a lot in J.H. Tevis who was an all-pack 12 player uh, from Cal that's come in and has really gotten a lot of positive pub from the coaches. Uh, and then at linebacker, you know, you brought in Bradley Jennings um, 
you brought in Hayden Turner, a freshman. Um, and there, there is a name that I'm forgetting. Transfer from Kentucky, Jared, Jared Casey, Casey, right? Jared yep. Casey, yeah. Okay, uh, those guys are going to play. You know that adds depth at the linebacker position. Uh, so I'm, I think that the defense, there's enough there. I, I think it's fair to be skeptical of a lot of, you know, a major level of offensive improvement. But I do think that Tom Allen has earned enough trust on the defensive side of the ball that I think it's fair to be very optimistic about a bounce back year for that unit. Yeah. I, and I, when we, when I talked to Tom Allen last week about taking over um, the defensive play calling, he, he did give it up in, I think 2018, like before the 2018 season, and he just wasn't, he needed to be a better head coach. And now he feels comfortable enough to, give the offensive side of the ball to Walt Bell, um, kind of like he was hired at IU uh, to be the defensive head coach or the head coach of the defense by Kevin Wilson. Uh, Tom Allen has hired Walt Bell to be the head coach of the offense. And you could say what you want about Walt Bell's record at UMass. UMass is a, it's a pit of a job, uh, especially in COVID uh, with a young team, you're not going to win. Uh, and he didn't. Um, but he has been a successful offensive coordinator at places and he has that head coaching experience, which I think is important and what Tom Allen was looking for. Uh, so he felt comfortable taking back over the play calling duties with, um, with Walt Bell as the offensive coordinator. You also have Chad Wilt as the defensive coordinator. And it kind of reminds me what he did with um, Kane Womack. He brought Womack in as a linebackers coach. Uh, yep. made him the defensive coordinator, uh, but Allen still called the plays, I think, his first year. And then Kane Womack took it over. Uh, and then you saw what Womack could do. He turned it into a head coaching job. Uh, I think it's going to be similar with Wilt, where Wilt is going to run practice and those things. Uh, it's going to be Allen's philosophy on defense, which is much should be much more aggressive uh, last year, I, when IU just – they didn't get their takeaways. They didn't do much of anything. It just seemed like they ran – tried to line up and, and bully people, and we all know at IU you just don't have the horses to do that. Uh, you have to get creative. So I, I maybe down the road in, in a year or two you see Chad Wilt take over uh, again, but this is, this is a move – some people think it's desperation uh, by Tom Allen. I kind of disagree. I understand where that, that sentiment's coming from, but Tom Allen knows the stakes that are coming into this season. Uh, you saw it when they closed spring practice to media and fans uh, in their spring game. Uh, he knows how important this season is for the rest of his tenure at IU um, because with the transfer portal uh, and, and things like that, you could sign a great recruiting class and it could be gone the next year. Uh, and it's just disappears. So, you know, momentum uh, is fleeting in college football now, especially for programs like IU, uh, who if, if you have a down year, you know, IU put together two really solid years in 19 and 20 and then bottomed out in 2021, 20, and everybody's writing them off. Um, 
you know, Vegas, S&P, uh, FPI and all that stuff. So, yeah, it, it's kind of a move that he knows his uh, rear end is on the line. And, you know, if you can't get somebody to do it well, you know, might as well do it yourself. Uh, my second thing, uh, TJ, on this and, and from a fan's perspective, the trip to Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati. Uh, IU hasn't been there since 1998. It's a series that goes back to the 1890s. Uh, Nippert Stadium is, I think, the third oldest FBS stadium. It opened its doors in 1901. Uh, it's got a cool layout. It's a close road trip. Uh, and it should be a fun game. Uh, you know, Cincinnati came in here and, and won by two touchdowns, although IU probably should have won that game uh, as Michael McFadden shouldn't have been ejected. Uh, but it's it should be another good game in Cincinnati and, and a great atmosphere. So that's that's the number two thing I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, on my list. What's uh, number three for you, TJ? Well, um, I, I'm looking forward to and I'll, I'll single out one individual here, and that's Sean Shivers. Um, I I've waited a while for there to be a uh, running back with a lot of explosion a guy that every time he touches it you think hey if he finds space he's gone um indiana's got that with sean shivers now he runs really hard he's fun to watch he's easy to root for um is he kind of undersized for a what you would consider a feature back yeah just don't tell him that uh he he does not believe that he's not capable of contributing at a high level uh, he's very sure that he can and I, i'm it's the exact type of attitude you want to see uh from a guy that's coming in with something to prove and i think that sean shivers is a great fit for what iu needs in their in their offense uh in terms of a explosion but also in terms of toughness and I'm really looking forward to watching Shivers be able to, to run the ball. He's not going to get the ball 30 times a game. That's just not going to happen, and it shouldn't. Uh, but I think you can see, you know, uh, 15, maybe 20 touches, and that would include some receptions uh, if he's got it going. And I think he can do very well with those touches. Uh, he's a guy that I expect to surprise a lot of people uh, with how productive he can be if he's given the opportunity. Yeah, I agree with you. And he was put together some good highlights in spring that, that IU put out. He's, if you've seen his Auburn highlights, he's running over people. So he should both energize the team and the crowd when running the ball for a team that the running game, really there was nothing to cheer about last year uh, outside yeah. of a, a few big runs. Um, TJ, I'm going to take a uh, – uh, take one uh, from you uh, and go to the defensive side of the ball and say, I'm really looking forward to Cam Jones coming back. Um, it was, yeah. he waited a while to announce, uh, but when he did, it, it was kind of like a no brainer. He's one of the most important pieces on this defense. And uh, you know, he, he played alongside Micah McFadden didn't quite put up the stats that McFadden did, but he'll be taking over that spot for Micah. Um, and 
he he should have a great season. Um, you know, he has 10 and a half career tackles for loss, six sacks, two interceptions, a defensive touchdown, two fumble recoveries. So when he plays, he's been a difference maker for IU. And now he should be in that spot that that uh, I think it's the stinger linebacker spot that um, that goes and gets, you know, all the all the blitzes, all the um, all the things like that. Uh, where you get all the, those the production and, and numbers. Uh, we'll see who he plays along with, uh, alongside. I think it's going to be Miles Jackson um, or Brandon Jennings, one of those two in there. Um, so yeah. it, it should be a good year for Cam Jones. Uh, before we get on to the next one, TJ, we have another word from our friends over at, um, over at ColorCast. It's a free live audio only a sports talk platform you could talk to other fans athletes and insiders in real time it's perfect for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news all you need to do is download the ColorCast app for free in the ios app store create a profile link your twitter and join whichever league that you want um, and you could come with your spiciest takes uh tj going on to number four what is your number four what you're looking forward to in 2022 yeah it's not going to be one considered a, a positive uh, necessarily by fans and understandably so uh, but i'm looking forward which was the question to finding out an answer to whether or not the offensive line problems have been addressed well enough for you to succeed uh coach hiller was kept on as the offensive line coach while you know, most of the coaches around him have changed. There's a new offensive coordinator, which we touched on. There's new personnel uh, around the offensive line. There's a couple of new additions to the offensive line, uh, you know, which, which might factor into things. Particular uh, DJ Moore, the uh, true freshman, might factor in as an offensive guard early on. Um, but largely, you're looking at players needing to develop and step up uh, and, and start to perform at a Big Ten level. And I'm really, really interested to see if the new offensive system combined with the year of development, combined with guys knowing that they drastically underperformed last year and having a full off season to, to stew on that, I am really looking forward to see if that combination of things makes an offensive line that's good enough for IU to succeed, or if we find out, no, it's not, there has to be change here if anything is going to improve. That question, the answer to that question is going to go a long way towards determining Indiana's 2022 season. So I am looking forward to seeing what that answer ends up being. Yeah, and they'll find out right away um, whether or not this Absolutely. offensive line could play. Uh, Illinois is pretty stout on defense, and that offensive line's got to be up to the test. Now, they'll be fresher. Illinois does uh, – IU will be fresher than Illinois. Illinois does play Wyoming in week zero, so uh, they'll be on a short week. Um and with the game under their belt, which has its advantages and disadvantages. But that mm -hmm. offensive line is the key to the IU season. 
Um, and I think it, it probably is the key to whether or not Tom Allen's around for, for 2023 and beyond. Uh, because if the offensive line stinks again and has a performance like they did last year, I can see everybody going. Um, and that you could talk about the buyout. IU doesn't have money and things like that. The Big Ten is in negotiations to redo their TV contracts. And it's expected to be in the billions with a B. Um, and IU is not going to be at a lack of money. Plus, if you go three and nine, two and ten, one and eleven again, you're going to have crowds like that 2006 UConn game, where you, you can't you, you can't afford to do that. You, you're losing money anyway on that, so might as well. Uh, make a change. Hopefully that's not the case. I talked to Alan about the offensive line as well. Um, there have been personnel changes, like you said. I think there's been a philosophy change in coaching. And uh, all spring, he said that Walt Bell has been working with the offensive line. And, ever, and I think a lot of the other position coaches have been in those meetings as well. Um, so yeah. he knows that's been the weakness. They're not playing up to par but he thinks that they're capable of. And they these were highly rated recruited guys that came in and just haven't performed. You know, Khalil Benson was highly sought after. Uh, Matthew Bedford was highly sought after. You have Zach Carpenter, who was at Michigan. Um, he's coming back. So there, there's talent. DJ Moore um, as well was a highly sought after guy. There's talent there. Um, Josh Sales, too, is another guy. There's talent there. We'll see if they can find the right combination to unlock the potential. Uh, uh, and we'll find that out very early on in the season. I think you're going to find out exactly who this IU team is. You'll know exactly who this IU team is by October 1st before they go to Nebraska, uh, if not sooner. So, uh, going on to number four for me, uh, we'll take it back to the fans. I'm excited for tailgating. Um, it's arguably one of the argue, arguably the best part of the college football experience. Uh, last season, uh, you know, tailgating was great, except that IU didn't play at home during the early season all that much, and you missed out on some really really nice tailgating weather uh, and, and things like that. This year. IU hosts five games by mid-October, um, including homecoming. So it, it's knock on wood, and if the weather sucks, don't blame me. Um, you should have primo tailgating conditions for, you know, the first half of the season uh, it, it, of the home schedule. Uh, it, it's great to see fans out there. It's great to interact. We're always out there uh, tailgating and, and talking to people. And it's just one of those things where you, know, you have your football family and um, and you go out and enjoy the weather, enjoy the game, and, and enjoy one of the unique things in sports. You know, you could tailgate at other sports, but there's really nothing like a, a football tailgate, uh, especially uh, in college football. So final thing, TJ, uh, 1H, number five, what's, what are yeah, you looking forward to? Last year sucked. I mean, there there is no way around it. I think anybody that 
followed our site, listened to our podcast as the season wore on. Uh, it, it, it was a miserable experience. I'm sure it was for the players and coaches as well. Um, it's no fun to go through a season like that. And it turned following IU football and watching and writing about those games into a chore, yep. uh, which is obviously not what we're doing this for. Um, so fairly simple one for me. I am an optimist. I am looking forward to watching Indiana win some football games and have fun watching IU football again. So that for me, it's a simple one. It's a hopeful one. It's an optimistic one. We will see if it's a foolish one, but for now I will be that fool and I will believe that things are going to be better and it's going to be fun once again. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm eagerly anticipating having some fun watching IU win some football games again. All right. So we have IU winning some football games and good weather. So, you know, we're painting the uh, primo picture over here uh, for the 2022 season. Um, finally, you know, my final thing, it's college football season, TJ. It's one of my favorite times of the year um, on the sports calendar. You have football starting up, baseball's winding down. You have the playoffs and all that stuff. Uh, you know, the, the oppressive Midwestern heat and humidity is over. Um, you know, it's starting to wind down by, by the time that the season kicks off and you get some nice fall weather. And there's no better place to be in the fall than Bloomington. Uh, so, plus you have a Friday kick to start the, to start the year. So, you get a bonus Saturday of college football the next day on, uh, you know, week one's always fun. Uh, you have big matchups on the holiday weekend uh, and things like that. So I'm just ready for college football season to be back. Um, you know, whether regardless of, you know, what I, I say this now, but because last year, you're right, it turned into a chore and it was just, it was awful, but just to enjoy the college football season again, regardless of the outcome from IU. Uh, if they win, fantastic. It makes it a lot more fun. Uh, but it's a sport that is, I think, unique and hopefully keeps that uniqueness. Um, and it should be another great season. At one in the Big Ten and two nationally as well. You have a, a lot of a lot of players uh, coming in. Uh, that could compete for the, the college football playoff. And not only that, the, the uh, you know, division titles in, in each of these conferences and, and things like that. So it'll be nice to see Illinois play at Memorial Stadium for the first time since 2013 as well. So I'm just looking forward to college football. Um, there are people I see only during the football season that are good to see. And, um, you know, as, as miserable it was doing this podcast uh, on losing games, TJ, there is nobody I'd rather do it with than you. So if we're going to be miserable, we could be miserable together, but it is college football season and um, we're, we're going to start it off on a positive note. Yep. Misery does love company, but we'd prefer to have some happy shows this season for sure. Yeah. Happy IU football shows. We could have happy shows talk about other stuff um, and do True. Disney trip breakdowns and, and all that. Uh, but Indiana football starts in 101 days as of Tuesday, May 24th. We'll have the countdown uh, all on HoosierHuddle.com. 
you can follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle uh, and on Facebook as well. Uh, today's show has been brought to you by Sports Drink. Um, today's episode of the Hoosier Huddle podcast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Uh, Sports Drink is newly a cre- uh, newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. Uh, so if IU loses, you can blame Sports Drink. Um, a rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social media. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in Sports Drink. Spelled like Sports Drink, uh, but without the bells. So all we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. TJ, thanks for joining us. We'll do this uh, starting uh, weekly, uh, leading up to the season, through the season, and then into yep. hopefully a postseason run for IU. Um, we're back. Any final words? Yeah, our rundown uh, to the season, like you said, starts uh, tomorrow. I think we lost TJ. We did. Our rundown starts tomorrow. Um, keep checking uh, HoosierHuddle.com for all the news on IU. We have several more uh, stories from our interview with Tom Allen as well. Uh, and then, you know, whenever news breaks, we will uh, bring it to you on uh on the site, on Twitter, and all of those things. Enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy your holiday weekend coming up as well. Happy Memorial Day. Um, and college football will be here uh, sooner than you think. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.